Good morning. And welcome to our online service this morning. Uh, we're going to be concluding the series that we've been in for the last several weeks entitled After This. In Revelation chapter 4, verse number 1, the Apostle John says, After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice that I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. How are you, Johannes and Desiale? Kazia Bohalam Ayo. You know, every so often, God will allow a this into our lives. This is an event so dramatic that it disrupts or upends everything that came before it. And it rewrites everything that comes after it. It's a catalyst and agent of change. You know, God has been so faithful throughout this whole series. We've been hearing so many testimony about what God is doing in the lives of people. That being said, there are also people asking us, what is coming after this? Has God shown or said anything to us that might shed some light upon what's coming? But you know, granted that you might have to connect the dots a bit. But if you have followed what we've gone through over the last several weeks, I believe you will find that we have actually been sharing uh, gradually over the course of the messages exactly that. But more than just what we sense is coming, uh, we feel what is even more important is that the believers are positioned and ready to engage what is coming. For that reason, we have placed more emphasis on the teaching. But the times being what they are, I believe it would be of benefit if we conclude this series by threading the needle through all the pieces. And pull the picture together for us. The picture of what we sense must take place after this. It is undeniable that we are living in unprecedented times. What we're experiencing in this season has and continues to transform the world in dramatic ways. 
We are looking around at the world around us, and though our brains are trying to normalize it, we, we know and sense the world that we live in right now is not the world we were walking in five or six months ago. In Matthew chapter 24, verses 37 through 39, Jesus speaking says, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Matthews, when Gil Mrafharat, Kutur Salasa Sabat, Skasalasazetang. Yeno Zeman and Deneboro, Yeso Lijmemtat, and Du Yonalena. Bezeturat, Catafatu Habefit, No, whatever Kabskaga Babet and Dress, Sibelunasit at two, Siagabunasi Gabum and Deneboro, Yetafat Waham Meto, Hulun. You know, Jesus describes a world that is callous to what is happening around them. Ignoring the signs, they continue in the abnormality and attempting to live as if everything were normal. And why I stress this point is that we as believers cannot continue to live life business as usual. We need to be awake to our times. And I sense so strongly in my spirit that there is a trumpet that is sounding. And we as believers cannot afford to give a deaf ear to it. Because we as believers, we as the body of Christ, have not been called to be mere observers of our times. But rather the times demand our participation. It demands our minds and hearts to be yielded to the purpose and will of God. I'll come back to that in a moment. But yes, I realize that we are all contending with uh, different issues, needs, and pressures. And God is faithful. But let us not become like Israel who were chasing the land for straws to build bricks. Let us 
failing to understand our times. In fact, if you remember the first message of this series, we talked about how despite the world's attempt to go back to normal, this virus, this season, is not going to allow us to go back. And even as we speak right now, countries who have uh, attempted to go back to normal, find cases again are, are spiking and rising again. I, I say this not in an attempt to put us in a state of alarm. But put us into an state of an awareness of faith. When God told John, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. The insinuation is that this is a catalyst for what must take place after. Must means it's non-negotiable. This will not stop until it successfully pushes us into what must come after. The the events in motion right now have and will continue to not only transform our world, but it will also transform the church, but not in the same ways. Uh, in Matthew 24, 8, Jesus used the analogy of a woman's labor pains to describe the signs and events that would mark the end of the ages and his coming. And I do believe that the events the world is experiencing right now is the beginning of what Jesus described as the birth or labor pains. While there have been other pandemics throughout history, a global pandemic of this scale and magnitude has never been experienced before. Imagine for the first time in history, under these lockdown restrictions, the world, the earth, stood still. Streets were empty. Activity had stopped. And at the very same time, 
And I don't know if you've heard this or not. But the sun itself, which is usually dynamic in activity, the sun also went quiet. It entered a cycle, what scientists call a solar minimum. Now these cycles do happen uh, once every decade or so. But the significance is drawn from the connection to this unprecedented event on earth. It's, it was happening at the same time. Why is that significant? In Acts 2.19, again, in a conversation concerning the end of the age, the Apostle Peter, quoting the prophet Joel, said, I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth below. Notice the connection of the two. The signs of the earth below and the wonders of the heavens above happening at the same time. In fact, scientists believe that the sun may be entering what is known as a grand solar minimum. This has not happened since the year 1650. Meaning, clo meaning close to over 350 years ago. Actually, last time it happened, it triggered what was called a mini ice age. But ironically, uh, global warming may have spared us from that effect. Not an excuse to pollute. <laughs> but again, why is this significant? Revelations 8 describes something that has always fascinated me. Because not only could I not grasp the significance of it, but I also was always curious what that would look like. It describes how the heavens went silent. Revelations 8.1 When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half an hour. Again, consider the heavens and the earth 
both went silent. Uh, this just past Sunday, the world watched as the moon eclipsed the sun. Again, in and of itself, solar eclipses are not all that rare. But when we bring it into the equation of the intersecting events that are surrounding it, the significance then becomes noteworthy. Jesus in Luke chapter 21, verse 25 declared, And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the seas and the waves roaring. So we have the signs in the sun while on earth there is wide-scale distress, anguish, and confusion. In fact, when Jesus points to the distress of nations, the original Greek word used there is ethnos, which is where we get the word ethnic from. In other words, the distress of ethnicities. Isn't that what we're grappling with right now in the world? Ethnic distress. Not just locally, but on a global level. Whether we are talking about the cry of the Black Lives uh, Matter across Western nations. Or the remnants of colonial ideology in Africa. Tribal tensions. The signs and the distress and perplexity of the earth below is being shown in the sun above. Because the distress and anguish almost seems to threaten to eclipse the light of righteousness, justice, and hope. To eclipse the light of God's love and goodness for our lives. But during the eclipse, I noticed something. You know, while the moon seemed to almost completely uh, eclipse and cover the sun, 
Except for a small corner of it. But that small corner was so powerful that without special glasses, you couldn't even look in the direction of the sun. That small corner still lit up the whole earth. And in that moment, moment, I stood in awe of the power of the light that was coming from the sun. And I understood John's testimony in a way that I never understood it before when he said, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. In fact, against the backdrop of the moon's shadow, that small corner of light shone with even greater brilliance. Now, I want to take this opportunity to uh, shift gears a little bit here. Because while we could keep going and talking about all the signs, the signs are not directed to the world. But rather the purpose of the signs is to awaken the church. For Jesus summed up the signs uh, with this in Matthew 24, 14. He says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. In other words, we as believers, we as the church, the signs that Jesus set forth is not there to satisfy our curiosity. We are not called to merely watch the signs, but the mandate set before us is to respond to the signs. And this brings us to some things that we covered in part two of this series. We were in Jeremiah 18. And Jeremiah, by the prompting of God's spirit, goes down to the potter's house. There Jeremiah sees the potter working at the wheel. The vessel he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. And the potter, instead of merely fixing the clay, the potter reforms it again into another pot. The potter takes the same material but does something completely new with it. 
And God says, can I not do with you as the potter does with the clay? And I believe it's not by accident that this whole uh, situation has disrupted church as usual. There is a reason why we've been forced out of the box and out of the chairs and out of the rooms we have grown accustomed to. There is a reason why we've been forced out of the form we have grown accustomed to. And while some of us might uh, yearn to return back to normal, God testifies to us from Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell in the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? God is done with the old form. The, the potter doesn't uh, take the form, take the vessel back into what it was. But rather the potter forms it into something new. And I believe that the church, whether we recognize it yet or not, is undergoing a reformation. God is taking the same material, but he is doing a new thing with it. He is reforming the vessel in preparation for the next outpouring. Jesus said, No one pours new wine into old wineskins. But God has the power to renew to refresh and to reform. He will take the same material and do something afresh and anew with it. Church, I hope you're ready. And when I say church, some of us automatically may think of the office or the pulpit. But no, the church is not the pastor. The church is you. We together are a part of the body of Christ. So when I say that God is reforming the church, it also means that he is reforming you on a personal level. As well as reforming us on a corporate level. 
ልክ ያሃም በግል እየሰራ ደግሞ በተጨማሪ እንደ ህብረት ደግሞ እንደ አዲስ አድርጎ እየሰራ ነው God is not reforming us just for the sake of newness እግዚአብሔር ግን እንደ አዲስ አድርጎ የሚሰራው አዲስ ነገር እንዲሆን ሰላማሮ ብቻ እንደ አዲስ ነገር ስለናፈቀ ብቻ አይደለም God is reforming the church for the mission at hand እግዚአብሔር ግን ሊሰራ ላለው ሊያደርግ ላለው አላማ እንድትመቻ አድርጎ እየሰራት ነው Because when Jesus declared that the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world One might think how is that different from what the church is already doing? But the apostle Paul says something in, a, in Ephesians chapter 3 verses 4 and 6 that really struck me. ወደ ኤፌሶን ሰዎች ሐዋርያው ጳውሎስ የጻፈው መጽሐፍ ምዕራፍ 3 ቁጥር 4 እና 5 ላይ እንደዚህ ይላል He said in reading this then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ which was not made known to men in other generation as it has now been revealed by the spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets this mystery is that through the gospel the gentiles are heirs together with Israel members together of one body and shares together in the promise in Christ Jesus ከቁጥር 4 እስከ 6 እንዲላል ይሄንም ስታነቡ የክርስቶስን ምስጢር እንዴት እንደማስተውል ልትመለከቱ ትችላላችሁ ይሄም አህዛብ አብረው እንዲወርሱ ባንድ አካልም አብረው እንዲሆኑ በወንጌል መስበክ በክርስቶስ ኢየሱስ በሆነ የተስፋ ቃል አብረው እንዲካፈሉ ለቅዱሳን ሐዋርያትና ለነቢያት በመንፈስ አሁን እንደተገለጠ በሌሎቹ ትውልዶች ዘንድ ለሰው ልጆች አልታወቀም It has been not been made known to previous generations at the same level and intensity as it has now been revealed አሁን ያለው ትውልድ እንደተገለጠው በዚያ መጠንና በዚያ ኃይል ልክ ከዚህ በፊት ለነበሩ ትውልዶች የሚስጥር አልተገለጠም ነው የሚለው In other words what Paul is saying here is is that it's not that this revelation is new. Paulus iyale yallo neger mindino yimegelet addis new iyale adella. Or unknown to other generations. Lezi befit leneberu tuliddoch yalsemut weyim yemayaqut neger new iyale adella. But it's that this revelation was not at the forefront of what was happening. እንግን ይያለ የነበረው ምንድነው ከዚህ በፊት ለነበሩ ትውልዶች ግን ይሄ ቀዳሚና ፍተኛ ነገር አልነበረም It wasn't as active in alive እንደ አሁን እንደሆነው ያኔ ሂያውና እንቅስቀሳ ያለው ነገር አልነበረም The impact of the revelation was not as extensive to the previous generations as it has now been revealed አሁን በተገለጠበት መጠን እና ልክ የሆነት ላለፉት ትውልዶች አልተገለጠላቸው ነበር And the reason I say this is because I believe that there has to be a reason Jesus presented the preaching the gospel as a noteworthy event ጌታ ኢየሱስ ክርስቶስ እዚህ የወንጌልን መሰበክ አዲስ በሆነ መልኩ ወይም ልዩ በገለጥ በሆነ መልኩ እንድናስተውለው አድርጎ የሚናገርበት ምክንያት አለው ይላል And I believe it's because there is a revelation of Christ that is coming to this generation that is going to break through the rhetoric and the apathy uh, of this generation bezi tulid lay yallewen libedendannanet yallewen alam astawal bemyalf meten ye kristos mannnet yemigelletbet gize yemetano it's going to break the uh, apathy of this generation's response to the gospel 
ለወንጌል የትውልድ ያለውን የተዳፈነ ያልነቃ ስሜት የሚሰብር የክርስቶስ ኢየሱስ መገለጥ ይመጣል a revelation of Christ's love is going to invade the world in such a way that it won't be able to be ignored kazi befit balemastawal bejorodabalebesnet indifference will no longer be an option it will provoke a decision and this is why the church would no longer be a tool to amplify the ambitions of man የሰው ልጆች የራሳቸውን አጀንዳ የሚያንቀሳቅሱበት መድረክ ከንግዲ ልትሆን አትችልም ነገር ግን የክርስቶስ ኢየሱስ ማንነት የምትገሚገለጥባት ኩራዝና መብራት ትሆናለች the church will no longer be a place where uh, or a program where we just come to be encouraged በኢትዮጵያ ከንግዲ በኋላ ተሰብስበን መተን የምንማማቀበት ወይም ደግሞ የምንደጋገፈበት ቦታ ብቻ ለቶን አትችልም but a place where we come to get equipped ነገር ግን የምንመጣው ለመታጠቅ የሚሆንበት ዘመን ከፊታችን ነው Luke chapter number 8 verse number 16 የሉቃስ መጽሐፍ ምዕራፍ 8 ቁጥር 6 16 says no one lights a lamp and hides it in a jar or puts it under a bed instead he puts it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light እንደዚህ ይላል መብራትንም አብርቶ በቃ የሚከደነው ወይም ከአልጋበታችን የሚያኖረው የለም የሚገቡት ሰዎች ብርሃኑን እንዲያዩ በመቅረዝ ላይ ያኖራዋል እንጂ that is what the church is going to be በኢትዮጵያን እንደዚህ ነው የምትሆነው a place where we come to get our lamps lit መብራታችን እንዲበራ የምንመጣበት ቦታ ነው so that a world walking in darkness would be able to see and know and capture the power and hope of a revealed Christ የተገለጠውን ክርስቶስ ኢየሱስን ተስፋውን ለማያዝ የምንሰበሰበት ቦታ ይሆናል the entrance of darkness only creates greater opportunity for the light የጨለማው ድቅድቅነት ለብርሃኑ መገለጥ ስፍራ ይለቃል in darkness light finds its true value በጨለማ ውስጥ ነው ብርሃን ኡነተኛ የከበረ ማንነቷ የሚገለጠው you know before jesus appeared to the world for the first time ጌታ ኢየሱስ ክርስቶስ ለመጀመሪያ ጊዜ ራሱን ለዓለም ከመግለጡ በፊት god raised up john the baptist እግዚአብሔር መጥንቁ ዮሐንስን ላከ in the power in the spirit of elijah የመጣውም በኤልያስ መንፈስና ኃይል ነበር and he was sent to make ready a people prepared for the lord ለእግዚአብሔርም የተዘጋጀን ህዝብ ለማዘጋጀት at that time john preached a message of repentance saying there is one coming after me and one day in the middle of declaring that there is one coming jesus came in like manner will christ's coming be ለክ እንደዚያው የክርስቶስ ኢየሱስ መምጣት እንደዚያው ይሆንን except our message is not just that one is coming የኛ መልክስ ግን ሊመጣ ያለ አንድ አለ የሚል አይደለም but rather we preach a revealed christ ኛ ግን የምንሰብከው የተገለጠውን ክርስቶስ ነው a christ who has come and is coming 
የሚመጣውን ነገር ግን የመጣውን ኢየሱስን ነው የምንሰብከው We ask what comes after this ከዚህ በኋላ ምንድነው የሚሆነው ብለን እንጠይቃለን It is not just something but it is someone የሚመጣ አንድ ነገር አለ ግን አለላችሁም የሚመጣ ግን አንድ ሰው አለ There is one coming የሚመጣ አንድ አለ after this ከዚህ በኋላ የሚመጣ አንድ አለ That's the word of the Lord for today You know David said in the Psalms what is man that you're mindful of him The son of man that you care for him David was amazed that a god that great would be mindful of who he was and where he was David and neger germot neber talak yihono egziabher ba'aymro I want you to know he knows right where you are. አንድ ነገር እንድታውቁ ፈልጋለሁ ያለህበትን ቦታ እግዚአብሔር ያውቃል. He knows right what you're going through. የምትልፍበትንም ነገር ጠንቅቆ ያውቃል. And I I just hear the spirit of God beckoning to your heart. የእግዚአብሔር መንፈስ ልባችሁን እየጠራ ነው. To trust him with your life. ህይወታችሁን በእሱ በመታመን ለሱ እንድትሰጡት እየጠራችሁ ነው. He knows how to put the pieces together. እግዚአብሔር የፈራረሰውን የተሰበረውን መጠገን ያውቃል He knows how to take the clay that is marred and reshape it and reform it into something new again የፈረሰውን የጨቀየውን ህይወት ወስዶ እንደ አዲስ አድርጎ መገንባት እግዚአብሔር ያውቃል I I just dare you to give him your life ህይወታችሁን ለጌታ እንድትሰጡት አደፋፍራችኋለሁ And watch what God does with it እግዚአብሔርም ደግሞ የሚያደርገውን ነገር እዩ He will do something with it that and bring something out of it that you never even imagined was there. Zawist behiwete ust di haynet neger indalle alawqim neberko skitlu dres wibetin yawatal. If that's you, I want to take this moment and pray for you. Anta kohonk indezi mitil saw kalle gize wosije litsalli lifelgal. Maybe you have a relationship with church but you don't have a relationship with him. Kabeta Christian gara gnyunet yinor yihonal ke Yesus gara gn wedajinet kelelle. He cares for you. Susla anta yasbal. Just pray the simple prayer after me. Yihinen alqir tsalot abrahachun tsaliyo. Lord Jesus. Geta Yesus. Here I am. Innahoin. I give you my life. Yiwete lanta setahallo. I declare you the Lord over it. Behiwete lay geta adrigi shomahallo. I confess that I'm a sinner. Hatiyatenya ndonkunyinna zezallo. But I thank you that you came down from heaven to earth. and died on the cross for my sins. Neger gen selahatiyate kesemay wedemidir metta bemesqel lay selene selemot amesegnahallo. And you rose again on the third day. Besostenyaw mqen kemutan tenessa. And because you live I live. Anta hiyaw selhon kedegmo enem behiwet enorallo. And I confess I'm alive in you. Ihinenem mesekerallo kaante yetenessa behiwet enorallo. I thank you for forgive me for giving me of my sins. And I receive your righteousness now. I declare you Lord. I declare you mine. And I thank you that you declare me yours. In Jesus name. Amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, I want you to let us know 
you'll, you'll see on the screen all sorts of social media uh, information where you can uh, get a hold of us. But we just want to take a moment to get a hold of you and praying for you. For the rest of you, if you have prayer needs of any kind, uh, please let us know. If you just go to Telegram and you look up uh, need prayer, Telegram need prayer you'll, you'll find our prayer and counseling channel there. It's completely private and know that we are praying for you. God bless you, we love you, and we'll see you next week.